Welcome to the Two Stewards Show. Typical guys, anniversary comes around and we do nothing special other than say, hey, it's our anniversary. Cool. Nice. It's been one full year of me listening to Mark and you listening to me and Mark as we mark our one-year anniversary on the Two Stewards Show. And you guessed it, we aren't doing anything special. However, we set out to explore money, economics, real estate investing, and more from a Christian worldview. And today we continue that conversation and look at inflation, debt, mortgages, taxation. What is our heart position when investing? To what end are we investing? How does this impact our approach to stewardship? If you're looking to form a sound investing strategy that aligns with Christian values, then this episode will give you some food for thought. As real estate investors, our goal is to steward our wealth wisely. We do this for ourselves and we share our thoughts with you on the show, but we also run businesses. If you'd like to learn more about us, Mark has a business called Joy Hill Property Management. He is helping folks to set up and manage short and midterm rental properties. You can reach him at joyhill.ca. Myself, I can be found at goodstewards.ca, where we help folks to source the right investment property, develop quality rental units, and secure amazing tenants. And if you want to reach out and wish Mark and I a happy anniversary, then email the show at hello at twostewards.ca. We look forward to hearing from you. And while you're at it, let us know how we can prove for the coming year. And now you're listening to the Two Stewards Show, where inflation is theft, taxation is slavery, and mortgages are evil. Hello, folks. Welcome to the Two Stewards Show. My name is Mark. I'm here with Brent. He's got a folks. freshly poured cup of coffee. Yeah. Would you call this coffee? Just the water went through some, like that pod <laughs> thing. And Yeah. I don't know. Real coffee is probably a bit different. Yes. This is just <laughs> a generic... Uh, Costco. You know, big... Um, I don't know, big industry coffee or whatever you want to call it. It's not a real coffee if you're a coffee snob. Anyways, we're five <laughs> seconds in. We're already off uh, off topic. This is the episode that we celebrate one year, Mark. Oh, yeah, our, that's right. Yeah. It's our... Birthday or anniversary? Yeah, podiversary. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and I didn't get you anything. Sorry, Brent. I'll bring some flowers We're going to get some merch, I think, for all of our listeners. There we go. Yeah. You guys want some merch? Let us know. I want to get some t-shirts, really. Yeah. I think all we can afford is a pen. Oh, okay. <laughs> a nice, nice pen. A nice pen. Okay. Yeah. I like... Pens are important. Um... But anyways, yeah, we want to talk a little bit about some of the ethics of real estate investing. So we've been talking about uh, Bitcoin a lot lately. Yeah. Uh, but we're still uh, we're still doing real estate, <laughs> still into that. And there's sort of an intersection here um, between, uh, at least in my mind. <laughs> we'll have to explore between, this intersection yeah, a little bit. Between Bitcoin and not necessarily Bitcoin itself. Not but intersectionality, right? No, certainly not intersectionality. We're not going down that. You uh, don't got any of that in your head? Down that hole. No. Yeah. There's not much in my head anyways. Between Bitcoin and real estate? Well, Bitcoin, um, I don't know, Bitcoin thoughts or Bitcoin... Musings? The ethos. Yeah. Um, and real estate. Well, we talked about the Bitcoin culture, right? Yeah, we talked about that. <clears throat> And, and yeah, some of the pitfalls, but there's another, uh, another side to it too, right? So we've talked about, so a lot of people will, not a lot, but Christian Bitcoiners specifically, we talked to Pastor Coin, had him on, he wrote yeah. the Bible in Bitcoin. And um, there is a strong view that uh, A, inflation is theft, which, you know, that's pr a pretty good argument, I think. And we've talked about that quite a bit. 
because when the money supply is inflated, like this the money that you hold is now worth less. So you've worked, you've earned money in exchange for that work, presumably, and now the value of your work is being debased, being devalued because the whole supply of money has increased, therefore reducing your share of that pie. So your question is, as Christians, are we allowed to participate in a system that is based on inflation? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's it. So, so one is uh, inflation is theft. Another corollary to that, we'll get into it, is taxation is slavery. Yeah. And then a third thing is uh, mortgages. Man, I got to write these down. Are a form. These are good ones. <laughs> yeah. Feel free to use them as your own, Brent. Uh, debt um, is slavery or? Uh, well, yeah, debt is slavery and that uh, having a mortgage is participating in this corrupt system and uh, that you shouldn't do it. Mortgages are evil. Yeah. And that, so that's not a new argument, but it's a new um, way to look yeah. at it because, well, like Dave Ramsey, for example, right? <laughs> Um, says like, you know, pay off your mortgage. Yeah. And you know, you can, I think you can make that argument for your personal home. That's not necessarily a bad one. Like pay that off. Sure. But we're talking about real estate investing, about stewarding your wealth. Yeah. Welcome to the two stewards show where inflation is theft, taxation is slavery and mortgages are evil. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have much to talk about, would we? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but like, or are I, I, they? <laughs> okay. That, that's your key. We'll, we'll lay out some of the, uh, some of these arguments because, um, I don't know. I think it's worth talking about. You right? lay out the arguments. I'll yes. sip coffee and sit and listen. To okay. You. You, right. you sip your coffee. Okay. So, uh, number one, and taxation is theft. And this isn't specifically related to real estate. Yeah. But it is related to the bigger picture of what we're talking about, participating in a corrupt system. So, yeah, taxation is theft. So, we can go back to um, when Israel wanted a king. Right? Sorry, I'm just thinking participating in a corrupt system. Are we... We're paying taxes. We're yeah. participating. We're okay. enabling so the we're, government. Yeah, we're going along. Yeah, okay. But we're not creating a corrupt system or contributing. Would you say contributing to or participating? Yeah, we're contributing yeah, okay. to, yeah. Right? Okay. If you're paying taxes to the government, well, the government does all sorts of bad things and funds yeah. all kinds of things we don't like with those taxes. So, so the argument is that we shouldn't do that. Or there is an argument out there that we shouldn't pay taxes. Well, so yeah, there's an argument that you shouldn't participate in a corrupt system. Yeah. And uh, where's your camera? There it is. Um, and that, you know, this, this is a corrupt system and that real estate's part of that. Um, but also that taxation is, uh, you know, either... Oh, there goes my pen. <laughs> taxation is either theft um, or slavery. So the idea... Thanks, Brent. He just picked my pen up for me. Nice fella. Um, the idea goes back to when Israel was asking for a king, right? So yeah. we, all, we always want to go back to the Bible for when we're, you know, if we have a biblical worldview, that's our standard. Not like, let's make arguments from, from what we're doing or what we think, but go back to the Bible. Yeah. And not everything is spelled out in the Bible, but it's at least your starting point. So, um, you know, Samuel was a prophet. The people were demanding a king like all the other nations. He said, that's a bad idea. God said, hey, it's a really bad idea because he's going to be your master. You're going to be slaves to this king. Right. Um, and one of the ways that will happen is he's going to demand part of your harvest. Right. 
God wanted part of, and especially in the Old Testament, you had the tithe, and that involved, you know, maybe up to thirty-five percent of what you um, yeah. of what you grew, what you earned, I guess. In, <laughs> Wasn't in Samuel's stuff. comment there that God is your king, and so if you choose an earthly king instead, yeah, um, yeah, that's quite a, a statement. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, so you, yeah, if you do this, bad things are going to happen. But these, you know, regardless, they're like, nope, that's what we want. And so you ended up with, um, with a form of slavery. And then yeah. when you look at the, uh, the story of David and Goliath, um, the king promised whoever can basically kill Goliath, get rid of this problem for me, will uh, have my daughter's hand in marriage and he will be free. And it's like, what do you mean free? There is light. So they, they, weren't they all free? Yeah. Uh, but the idea is, no, he'll be free from taxation. If you remember the royal family, you don't pay taxes. And so the idea, you know, if you will be free, if this guy's free, well, that means everybody else is not free. That means they're slaves through taxation. And I think that's that's a decent argument, I think. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the question is, which we won't answer right now, is, well, then should you participate in that system? And what would you be your answer? <laughs> well, so my short, short answer is no, but we gotta okay. we gotta flesh that out a little bit, right? So that's the Old Testament example. Yeah. Uh, New Testament, uh, we also read a lot about taxation, and um, yeah, tax collectors being evil, right? And and I don't think that was necessarily because of what they were doing; is how they were doing it. Yeah. Because they would have a tax to collect, but then they would collect extra money from people, right? They would extort them or do whatever because they had the power yeah. to do this. So they could say, like, you know, the tax is 30%. Yeah, they have, the government has a monopoly on violence, right? Like, they, yeah. can, they can deploy violence without consequences that the average citizen might have, right? The average citizen, you know, shows up with a gun, at least in Canada. <laughs> They're going to jail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the law enforcement officers can wield force, right? And enforce yeah. the law. And so the tax collectors had that yeah. that part of that monopoly on violence yeah. and they used it to enrich themselves. And, you know, the government didn't really care as long as they got their taxes. And they understood that this was the system. So if you were a tax collector... So that almost is two different things, right? Because on one, one hand, we're saying, well, taxation itself is slavery. Like in the Old Testament there, where you're talking about the king um exacting taxes from people and then god warned them you know hey if you do that if you choose this king he's gonna tax you right and that's like you'll be slaves to him but yep. on the other hand like in the new testament you're talking about well taxation was the norm but the people who collected the taxes were using unjust ways of getting the tax so the sin there would kind of be the people who are supposed to go out and collect taxes are um extorting it or yeah you know using their power to get enrich themselves well, but and there's also other. Yeah, but does that so mean that was like taxes the themselves are evil, or? <laughs> well, so what did Jesus speak out against? Did he speak out against taxes? No, I don't think so. You know, prove me yeah. wrong. Yeah, if you're listening, but he spoke out against the unjust practices of these tax collectors. Yeah, and you know, said like you got to stop doing that, right? And we have an example of a tax collector who said, like Zacchaeus, like I will give back everything he didn't say i'm going to give back everything but then anything that you know if i've wronged someone i'll pay them back more than yeah. i uh, more than i did right if i took too much if i extorted them i'll pay that back so we don't 
have an injunction as far as I can tell of Jesus saying, don't pay taxes. Yeah. Right. Um, he paid the temple tax. Right. Yeah. And so that like, that's another, like, what was the temple tax? Right. That was sort of the, uh, the, the Israelites being allowed to have taxation as well, other than the, you know, the strict Roman stuff, but to, towards like rebuilding the temple, I think. Um, but he paid that. He didn't, Jesus didn't come to overthrow civil and social institutions, right? He came to yeah. overthrow um, the institutions in our hearts. Yeah, it was right? heart-focused, right? When he said, do not, or render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, but render unto God what is God's. And Yeah, and I think, yeah, so that's an important verse, right? We've, we talk, again, heart. we talked about that with Pastor Coyne. Yeah. People always forget the second part of that verse. Render unto God's what is God's, but that's the that should be our focus here, right? We have to we're cognizant of earthly realities, yeah. but our focus is on our heart and how we serve God, um, not necessarily on making this world a better place, you know. And I guess <laughs> kind well, of to make it a better place. Too. <laughs> no, we we can, but the yeah. make, you know, is that our focus? The first focus of our lives, we confess, is yeah. to glorify God. Yeah, if you have an eternal perspective, then yeah. the things on this this earth become, um, yeah, less less significant. I would say they're insignificant. Secondary. But they're secondary, right? Yeah, so our relationship with God is primary, and that is um, enduring and everlasting, right? Yeah. Um, and our relationships here on earth are important because God said, you know, right, like, love God, but love your neighbor also, yeah. right? So they're, they're kind of the two commandments of the law. Um, but yeah, love God first. <laughs> yeah. And so there's a danger of being like Gnostic or dualistic in this to say like, well, then we should just have the spiritual realm where we focus and, and do everything and then right. And just do whatever we can in. Well, yeah, because yeah. it doesn't matter. Right. And people have gone down this road in history as well. That's not right either. And that's not yeah. what we're saying. Um, that's a tough one with stewardship, right? Because as like what we're talking about on this podcast is two stewards. Like what we're trying to do is use what we've been given by God on this earth, in this life for his glory uh, and, and to optimize it or maximize it or use it to its full potential, right? To, to bring God more glory, to be a bigger blessing to other people, to mm -hmm. help um, to serve in his kingdom, right? And to do that, um, we want to put our resources to work. And how do you do that? Um, I think you mentioned the parable of the, um, the, uh, what was it? The stewards. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's <laughs> a good one. <laughs> I've never heard that word before on yeah. this podcast. <laughs> but what were they actually doing when they were deploying all this money that the, the, um, their master gave them, right? Yeah. Um, that's a kind of a puzzling question. Yeah. We don't know exactly, but. But they were putting it to work within the context of their system too, right? Yes. So that's kind of what we're trying to pursue as well. And we're, we're kind of dealing with the ethics of it, but we're trying to find out um, how can we best use what we've been given in God's service, right? And constantly having that question in your head yeah. when you look at this stuff yeah, um, is the kind of the perspective. Anyways, that's what I take. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, so there's a couple related questions that, that I've determined right <laughs> not so that are universal are but just in my head very tangential or <laughs> no, no no but so you know is taxation theft yeah yeah okay fine <sighs> should we not be subject to it then if it's theft uh that's that's number one is debt slavery 
Because that's sort of the next thing, right? So Christian Bitcoiners, um, not all of them, but some of them will say like, I don't know if I said this already, but you shouldn't have a mortgage. Right. Right. And if you shouldn't personally have a mortgage, well, then you probably shouldn't uh, have a mortgage on investment properties either. Yeah. Because now you're contributing to this system. And we've talked about it, right? That the 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 many of the ills of our system, our society, are caused by monetary debasement or inflation. Yeah. And when I get a mortgage, that contributes to inflation because that's money that didn't exist before. It exists now and it makes the overall pie bigger and that makes your slice of the pie smaller. So the money that you've worked for <laughs> right, the store of your value. Yeah. Um, now, I guess usually this, this the pie only... metaphor goes along the other way. <laughs> I get. Yeah. No. Okay. That's good. That's what good. kind of pie? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I do like pie. <laughs> that's the second time this has come up this week. I did a presentation with pie charts earlier. Okay. <laughs> but um, I, now, I, I, okay. A little side note. That really only applies if I have cash. If I have other assets then that argument doesn't really hold true, right? Mean, if I have you, other yeah. properties, you're not devaluing my property. Yeah. Right? Because assets tend to rise in value. But it but, certainly but does... But you are devaluing the purchasing power of your time, right? Is yeah, that, that's Because right. everybody yeah. goes out to work and earns money. That's true. And so then even like, my you don't get earnings. paid in percentages of uh, assets or houses or companies, right? It's like, well, hey, yeah, today, honey, look what I brought home, you know, some shares in uh, whatever company. So, oh, great. From yeah, like, where's Brent's the house. food? <laughs> yeah. Bring home the bacon. I so, mean, I would be paid in bacon. Yeah. I would accept that. <laughs> <What> would, <laughs> I would also, but um, I don't know if the family would appreciate that at a certain point. It's like, we need clothes. <laughs> Can you get paid in clothes? Here's, uh, here's a shirt made out of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's been done. Meat suit. But, so the uh, reality is that everybody gets paid in money because money best represents yeah. the value of our time. So then, if if your if your uh, if your whole system relies on creating debt through mortgages and other debt instruments, um, and those new debts devalue the money that everyone's being paid in, yeah, um, you're constantly by creating, or what, what you're saying too, is like by creating a new mortgage, by getting more properties, you're actually devaluing everyone else's savings. Yeah. What the funny thing is like, well, funny, it's gonna happen regardless of whether you participate in it or not, right? <laughs> um, it will, I don't know if that argument is super strong. No, but it, it is a Because reality. if everybody just, I don't know, killed yeah. everybody else, yeah. be like, well, it's gonna happen. Someone's yeah, gonna someone's kill gonna that gonna, guy. I yeah. might as well, I don't like him. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. The, the, like that's not a good moral argument for no. it, but it is, it is a true. true thing. Right. Yep. Whereas I don't know if everyone's going to shoot everybody. That's not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends who you listen that's an to. Extreme Mark. Depends which government you listen to. Um, so yeah, but there is the question of, you know, we're in a system. Can we participate in the system or should we opt out? Cause I yeah. think those are the two options really. Either you participate wisely yeah. Or you completely opt out. If that's what you really believe, um, you know, if if uh, debt is unacceptable, then you shouldn't have a mortgage. You shouldn't have any debt. If taxation is slavery, you shouldn't pay taxes. Yeah. And those two are kind of related. Um, maybe not 100%, but I, I think they well, are. Well, what would be your perspective on this then? 
Um, well, so I just I want to have we fleshed out those arguments enough? Um, I think well, okay, I don't just, understand them, so I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. So taxation is theft. I think yeah. we've made that argument. Um, you keep slipping between slavery. taxation is theft and slavery, but yeah. So t- taxation is theft. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's either theft or it's slavery or both. Yeah. Okay. Right. Depending on your what was your, your other comment there? Debt. Is, well, debt is debt. Slavery is debt. Wrong, and that's related to real estate investing because you can't do it in this system without debt. Yeah. And in the, in our system that's backwards debt is actually a positive right yeah. not like credit card debt <laughs> car payment debt but so because uh, e- even if you an had asset. enough cash lying around to just buy a house you, you wouldn't, wouldn't yeah you wouldn't do it it wouldn't be smart to do that either no. right you would buy three houses yeah using leverage yeah because that's the system we yeah. have um <coughs> so Which, yeah people will say that the, the bible speaks poorly of debt which is funny because when we say that, when we say that if you had enough cash to buy a million dollar house, you wouldn't do it because it's not smart. And yet, how many people out there try to pay off their mortgage and have zero debt? Well, and, that, and that's considered smart. Like we're, we're saying that's uh, interesting. For your personal home, I think there's a different argument, right? There's peace of mind. and, and But if we're saying it's not smart to put all your money on a house and pay it in cash, and yet we're trying to pay off our house and have no mortgage like those are basically the same things right well i'm not saying that either you should or you shouldn't have a mortgage on your personal home but i would argue if you're investing yeah you're not going to just pay cash for a home no so leave that side of it out um so so the reason i'm talking about a couple different things like debt and taxation is they're both slavery like theft yes but slavery and we shouldn't be slaves is the argument we should only be slaves to Christ, yeah. not to anything else. Yeah. And the Bible tells us you can't have two masters. You'll serve one and hate the other or hate one and serve the other yeah. um, or love the other. Right. And mammon is one of those. So then what's mammon? Right. We associate that with earthly riches, earthly monetary systems and um, yeah. ways, ways of thinking. So then debt is that slavery? The Bible talks about debt sometimes as as being a yoke, but yeah. I think that's largely in the context of predatory lending practices, specifically yeah. against the poor, not against growing a business or investing. Right? The Bible doesn't yeah. ever say issue, you should right? not. It's a heart issue. It, it is. Yeah. It's a heart issue or a heart issue? Heart. Oh, okay, both. Yeah. It's a heart heart issue. Um, it is, but I think, like even in the Old Testament, there's an acknowledgement that business was conducted via lending partially, yeah. right? Um, and that lending practices should not be usur- usurious, right? Yeah. Excessively uh, lending excessive interest. Like don't, and this is why, you know, Jews won't lend, won't charge interest to other Jews, but they will to Gentiles because you yeah. shouldn't enslave your uh i guess you can't enslave your brother but you can enslave someone else <laughs> the enemy <laughs> does that mean um, our government is our enemy right now or <laughs> I, I mean it feels like that a lot of the time but you know but yeah the prohibition on um excessive interest on lending and especially preying on people which we see right yeah. you get someone in a situation where they'll they never need get a loan they, need they do it. not have the ability to pay it here's some money I'll well you or you a create loan. a scenario where 
Like, if you just gave them a loan and they could pay it back with that interest, fine. Yeah. Um, but you, let's put it That's at 20% interest. That's the IMF, right? Going around on a, on a oh, big scale. absolutely. Yeah. I 100% believe that. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, this is what, this is... <laughs> Okay, let's talk about that. You, okay. you started Sorry. it, Brent. Sorry. <laughs> so International Monetary Fund, which is funded by wealthy nations, especially the United States, yeah. and is generally denominated in U.S. dollars, will lend money to countries, but with a very specific set of uh, requirements. Yeah. And those change according to the whims, right? Like we'll lend money to, was it Angola, I think? Um, but you can't do coal-powered like for for energy generation yeah it all has to be solar or wind right you can't use coal you can't do this you can't do that and you know maybe we should talk about energy in a, in a separate episode yeah um but like that's it's just a ridiculous policy right i mean climate change and notwithstanding and your arguments on that like the road to wealth is th- for people and for nations is through improved access to energy yeah. The number one, like nothing else, <laughs> right, is, oh, I'm on a, we're on a tangent, folks. Well, we're on a road like, trip. Get your bus pass. Talk about predatorial lending practices. The IMF is a great example, right? Because they're on a big scale. Yes. They're, they're t- like, they're basically taking printed dollars and they're giving them to countries who are not able to pay them back, who desperately need the money to build infrastructure and build their economy. And then... They're yeah. rolling those loans over every time, giving them new loans and just further indebting them, right? And well, that's and what the Bible condemns. Yeah, but uh, yes. Uh, sorry, my point with the, with the whole energy thing is they're they're doing it in ways that really handcuff these nations. Yeah. They're not saying, "Hey, become energy independent." No, they and want handcuffs them... means slaves. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, no, but it's just an example of how. How they will, you know, there are strings attached and the strings are not beneficial. No. Um, the You know, they're meant to... Incentivize certain, yeah. Yeah. We're going to do like, an episode on this. They're not freeing these nations yeah. at all. They're, they're, they're capturing them. And so you could argue that it's an empire building. I think it is because <laughs> China does the same thing, right? They yeah. will, they, and they have been, and people condemn it, but they never condemn the U.S. for doing the same thing. But they'll yeah. lend lots of money for infrastructure and then when inevitably these countries can't repay the loans, the Chinese government gets this infrastructure yeah, so the, or the mines or whatever it is. They're building their empire. So the argument here is that not like debt, um, debt is not necessarily condemned. It's, uh, it's the predatorial practices yes. and um, taking advantage of somebody who can't pay the debt is what's... Uh, condemned. Right? Yeah, or or the uh, obverse, converse, inverse, uh, the reverse, inverse. Yeah, there's some kind of verse. Yeah. In, yeah. <laughs> um, but Psalm 37 <laughs> talks about he who borrows that, and does not verse. repay. Yeah, that's the verse. Psalm yeah. 37, verse 21, 22. Yeah. Um, talking about someone who borrows with the intention of not repaying. Yeah. So that's on the other side. That is also condemned. Oh, we can talk about but those we don't, people who just got busted. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. The promissory notes. Oh uh, yeah, um, yeah. Well, I mean, that's yeah. That is a good example. We'll have to. We'll do a separate episode on that. Okay. But um, <laughs> so yeah, the so my argument would be against these things that you know we shouldn't be slaves to money and therefore we shouldn't have mortgages, shouldn't invest in real estate or, or get mortgages. Maybe you can invest, but if you're buying paying cash, 
right? Yeah. Um, is that, no, that's not what the Bible tells us either, right? Yeah, taxation is wrong. Uh, debt is not, like lending and borrowing is not condemned in the Bible. Yeah. Old Testament, it wasn't condemned. Bad practices around it, yes. In the New Testament, Jesus did not condemn it. Bad practices around it, yes. Bad practices around taxation, yes. But the whole point wasn't, let's start a whole new system and opt out of it. Otherwise, Jesus would have done that. He would have like yeah. overthrown the Romans, which is what people wanted. Yeah. He didn't do that. This was a corrupt government. As much as the Roman government was used by, like the Roman Empire was used by God to spread Christianity, like he was using a corrupt system for the greater good. And I'm not suggesting that we're doing that in real estate. We're not creating the greater good, uh, but we are stewarding our resources. But he, the fact that you had this Roman Empire in a large part of the world, so a very stable empire where people could travel and there were excellent roads, excellent infrastructure, um, you know, all this stuff that enabled Christianity to spread, to go to Rome with Paul. Yeah, that's and others, all part of God's plan. Have a right? Roman Is... church. Yeah, and then spread from from that epicenter out to the rest of yeah. the empire. And that's the idea. God can use any means to further his purposes, right? Yeah. Uh, whether or not those are um, upright or, you know, like the Roman Empire did a lot of yeah. evil things, but God still used that, right? God uses sinful people. Yeah. And so I wouldn't advocate for using uh, openly sinful practices yeah. to further the kingdom. Yeah, deceit. But yeah. I think the idea is you kind of work in the system where you are. Yeah. We never really see in the Bible um, a call to overthrow unjust, over get you know, fight against injustice, but not unjust systems. Yeah. It's well, not, the other thing I'm thinking is it's not necessarily so much about um, the system and whatever, but yeah, we work in the system where we are, but it's, it's more what you do with the benefits of it, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking about Ananias and Sapphira, right? They were in the Bible. They're in the early church and everybody was really excited. They're selling their possessions or giving, right? Yeah. And that's the, the Christian attitude, right? In our hearts, we should be generous. We should be willing to share. We should be helping others. But they had this deceit in their heart and they, they sold property as well. Yeah. But then they, they, they kept some of the money back. Yeah. And they, they gave some of it, right? So it was great. They gave some money, but yeah, they, they lied to say, Hey, we gave, all, All of, of it. it. Yeah. Um, but it's it's that purpose in their heart, right? And the fact that um yeah, they're doing it out of pride. They wanna they wanna look better in the eyes of the church or um right, and they're lying to the Holy Spirit there. Um and so simple or kind of a, a, a comparison to today too, right? Like we might get a mortgage on an investment property, you might do uh, a deal and we'll use the system to um to our advantage, but it's is it art? Like, are we trying to benefit? Or are we trying to be able to be a benefit to others? Right. And where is our heart at? It's a good, a good call to examine, right. As investors, especially we're trying to get more out of the system for ourselves to what end, right. Yeah. To help other people, or is it to feed our own pleasures and our own, our own sinful, um, desires. Right. Yeah. And that's that, you know, that's what, Jesus came to do is to change our hearts, yeah. not to change our social or governmental institutions. Yeah. Not, not to say we can't work with them or work against them or whatever. But again, there's, I think there's two options, right? If you t believe that 
these arguments completely, um, you know, that taxation and debt and these things are wrong and we can't participate, then you need to leave society. Yeah. And you know what? There's <laughs> <Good> some luck. <laughs> well, some people. Did you hear him? You just said you need to leave. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, that, that's how I feel. And some people have done that. Yeah. Not society, but they've left. Like there, there's hermits. Bitcoin community. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, there's hermits. Now, yeah. yeah. The ascetics for sure. The hermits. Of but old. modern day people have left this system and they have moved to another country yeah. and live exclusively in a Bitcoin ecosystem. And like, you know what, if you really believe that, then good for you, right? There's, I think there's the argument about food being sacrificed to idols, right? Can you eat it or can you not? There was not a condemnation of that practice, but the, the whole point of that, um, that episode or that argument is, you know, what is in your heart? If you truly believe that you can't eat this food, then you shouldn't because that's yeah. wrong for you. Yeah. And I, I'm not suggesting that, you know, again, it's just subjective whatever you feel is what's right. Yeah. But the whole point is, you know, your heart. Yeah. yeah. The truth of the that's gospel. Galatians, man. That's heart. Galatians. Too. Escalations. Galatians. Oh, the I book in the Escalations. Yeah. Well, cause when Paul, it's my favorite book, Paul and Peter, right? Escalations <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, <now laughs> it's I just about arguments yeah. that keep getting worse. Well, cause Peter, Peter was, uh, you know, he, uh, he had the vision from, from, uh, from God that basically, you know, the sheet comes down with all these animals yeah. and he's like, okay, well I can't eat these. They're unclean. And God says, no, what I make clean you, you know, is clean. So now, now Peter's called to go preach to the Gentiles and you know, he can eat unclean foods, which is kind of taboo for the Jews. Right. Yeah. So he believes that now and he's like going out and God has told him. Yeah. It wasn't just like he came to this God, like, Boom. But then he also believed it, right? And he started proclaiming that and, and um, ministering to the Gentiles. And then, um, but then when Paul comes in Galatians, he says, like, he saw him eat, like, he was eating with Gentiles, but then he refrained from it because there's pressure, right? From a social, um, like the cultural, um, t uh, at, the, at the time, right? Yep. Like it was kind of taboo in that community, right? So, even though he believed that it was a good thing to uh, embrace uh, the Gentiles, he was still refraining from doing that, right? Mm -hmm. And then Paul comes in and he opposed them to his face, right? And it's yeah. like, you actually aren't living, you're a hypocrite, right? You're not living according to what you actually believe. And uh, yeah, that's, that's a good reminder for us too, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it is about the heart. Absolutely. Yeah. Not about your feelings, but your heart, yeah, and uh, what you believe. So, um, so yeah, I mean, my 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 argument would be that we're in a corrupt system, and we don't have to. I don't know. The, you have to use discretion, and uh, we can. I think we can participate. We can get mortgages. We can invest. We can use this system to our benefit, but also to the benefit of others, to the benefit of of God's kingdom. Um, we, we had a, a conversation earlier about, um, about buying undervalued houses. Yeah. So this well. is kind of related. If, <laughs> if you're in real estate, uh, you know, some of the practices that are, you know, could be condemned or could not be. Yeah. Um, and so you, well, you talking about, about whether or not you should participate in the system wisely or opt out, Yeah, like related to that is this conversation around, 
um, stealing value essentially. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I've been thinking about this a lot because, um, cause you've been trying to steal value. Yeah. Just going around. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we are always on the lookout for investment opportunities, right? Yeah. And so as a, like kind of a stewardship mindset is, well, we have this sitting here, let's try and deploy it into the market and, um, you know, invest it. Right. So that's, that's a good, uh, goal to have. But when you're doing that, you're looking for opportunities. So what's an opportunity, right? How do you define? Um, and one way to look at it is I want to buy something that's under the market value, right? Cause if I can pay less immediate, like right now, the minute I close on that house, it's going to be worth more and I'm going to be making money. Right. So yep. you're basically treating real estate as this like short-term gain opportunity, which is like the wrong mindset. And it's also it kind of rubs me the wrong way. Right. Well, I mean, if you can get a house for a deal, why wouldn't you? Yeah. But seeking to pay. I'm raising my eyebrow at Brent for, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> That's called the dealing. <laughs> okay. Oh. Yeah. Uh, is it though? This is, this is a thing. It's a like bit like, this has been in my head lately, just trying to think about this, yeah. right? If you, uh, it, it's one thing if the seller is on board, yeah. right. And they're willing to sell it to you for a certain price. Like that's essentially the market value of the house. What I'm talking about is like trying to buy below and convincing the seller that, Hey, you know what? Like this is not actually worth what it is, but you know, in your heart that it is, and you're trying to basically rip them off. Right. And maybe it's not something that you go around doing, but it's just this attitude in your mind. Like, Hey, I'm going to go and try to try to take, like you're trying to take advantage of somebody. Right. And I think that that's a bad approach, um, as stewards of, uh, our wealth. Well, we the, so it's about the heart really, yeah, right? Your motivation, yeah. because I, um, like you're trying to take someone's value and make it your own, um, right away. Right. And benefit from it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just did yours. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'm just thinking of uh, sort of our, our U.S. investing journey, right? We made a bunch of offers on homes. Yeah. Um, that were below what they were listed for. Yeah. So is that market value? Is it not? And so this is part of the problem with the system that we have in real estate is that the value is like it's not necessarily based on anything solid. Right. Anybody will tell you an appraiser will tell you the value is based on comparables. So it's what stuff in the neighborhood has sold for. So at the height of COVID, that meant like, what did that really mean? That home was worth one point two million dollars. Right. When now it's worth eight hundred thousand. Yeah. Right. The only thing that determines the value is what somebody is willing to pay. Um, so that's just it's a weird way of doing it. So as an investor. You're doing your, I mean, hopefully, <laughs> if you're not doing this, go call Brent. Um, oh, shoot. <laughs> but no, you, you're going to run, your, you have a pro forma, you run your numbers and you figure out like worst case, best case, this is what my cash flow is going to be. You know, you, you know what the house, um, like what will work for you in the scenario of, you know, this property, I can do this with it. Yeah. Um, therefore, the most I could pay is X. Yeah. So that might mean there's a divergence and that's what we had a number of times, right? Like if I'm going to buy this property, um, you know, it is worth, I don't know, let's say $80,000. They've got it listed at a hundred. So I'm going to offer 80. Yeah. And, uh, because that's, or maybe I'll offer 75 and knowing that we're going to negotiate up to <laughs> so 80. What year are you talking about? Is this, no, these 40, are some, this is in the States. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so maybe you're talking 150 yeah. versus, 
190 yeah, or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but the point is there, there's numbers to back it up. Yeah. And I know at well, yeah. 200,000, this property is not going to do, like maybe that's worth it for someone just buying a principal residence. But for me as an investor, it's not worth it. So, you know, I'm not stealing there. I just, I have my numbers yeah. and know what's going to work. Yeah. And uh, that's a valid approach. And I, I can yeah. agree with that. Right. You run your numbers, you figure out, OK, is this worth it to me? I'm going to offer this price because that's what your property is worth to me. Yeah. Um, OK. But having this mindset that I'm going to go around and try and somehow get the seller to sell it to me for less um, just to. Just, yeah, just to take advantage of them. Right. Yeah. Where you know that it actually is worth more. It's. Yeah, it, it rubs me the wrong way because Absolutely. what I what I look at instead is okay. Well, what if we can find properties that are undervalued, right? And this is part of this conversation of ethics and real estate. Okay, so what if the property is currently being valued at market value as a single family home? Yeah, and you're paying fair value for the property. Uh, the seller is happy about that. Uh, the seller might even realize that there's some potential at this property, but he doesn't have the time or energy or resources or whatever to actually execute it. So yeah. as an investor, that's an opportunity for us, right? Cause so this is the sort of opportunities you look for is, well, what if we can find something that's valued, uh, under what its potential could be? Yeah. Right. But so, that's, that's, it's still not, it still doesn't hold that value. Until you do the convert, like the yeah. work, the conversion. So, so you have to buy it as the investor and then you have to invest in it, right? Like you have yep. to commit some time to it, some renovations, you got to improve it. Maybe you have to yeah. rezone it. Right. So the opportunity is in buying something that's undervalued where there's potential, right? There's some, there's some latent characteristics about this property that exist, but aren't being tapped. Yeah. Right. Like there's an extra big backyard that the current owner is just treating as a nice view. Yeah. But you'll pay for like fair price for that nice view, but you can convert it into an extra dwelling unit. Yeah. That will, as an investor, well, now you're bringing in more income, you're creating another housing unit. Um, you're maybe improving the value of the property and the ones around. So in that case, you're paying the seller a fair price. So it's a win-win for him. Yeah. Or, and then the investor's getting something with potential. So long, long-term potential, right? He is also benefiting all the other people around, right? In the community by improving this property. So it's, it's finding those opportunities, I think is where, um, our focus should be. Yeah. Like just talking about the ethics of it, right? Like rather than going around trying to steal value and just buy something and instantly make well, a yeah, return, my we mind... want to buy something and make a long-term return. Yeah. My mind kind of goes to like wholesalers and I'm not yeah. throwing all of them under the bus. Because maybe there people are don't some, know what that means. Yeah. So this would be where I'm going to go find a property. Again, that's undervalued, however you determine that. Um, I'm going to get it under contract. So I'm going to have a contract with you, Brent. To You're going to sell it to me. Um, but before any money changes hands or anything, so I'm not actually putting any money down, I'm going to find a buyer. So essentially, I'm the middleman. Yeah. Uh, so I got to go find, I got to hustle. I got to find the deals. And then I can go talk to maybe it's uh, someone like you, Brent, who's working with investors and be like, Hey, I got perfect. I just got to get there before you. Right. Yeah. I got the perfect uh, yeah. property for you. Here you go. Yeah. So I'm going to buy it for, let's say 500,000. Um, but I'm going to sell it to you maybe for 500 
40,000. Yeah. Right? So what happens there is you actually will now enter into a contract with that home buyer, but you're going to pay me 40 grand finder's fee. I get that difference, yeah. right? Um, so like that, that's fine. If somebody's hustling and finding these deals, sure. But what does happen sometimes with the wholesalers is it gets a little bit, um, predatory, right? predatory. And they will really like, they'll find people who are struggling and really put pressure on them and tell them all kinds of stories to make, to induce them to sell. Um, when they, they didn't either, they didn't need to, or they could have gotten more money. And, you know, there's certain situations where people are like, yeah, this works. This, and I know that I'm leaving money on the table, but for whatever reason, I just need to do this. Yeah. That's fine. Another one that I'm thinking of is, um, it just rubs me the wrong way. Like that, it seems to be like you say, predatory, you're stealing value. You're, you're taking advantage of someone who's in a difficult situation. It's not like there are ways to do it where I think it is a win-win and you're actually providing a service and it's a benefit. But it's well, it's so tempting to try to take advantage, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, human hearts will, we find all kinds of ways to do evil. Another yeah. one that I've, I've heard of is um, uh, renovation companies. Yeah. And th- this has been specifically around like older folks. Yeah. They're like, we can transform your home into... Um, so, like, which, which could be good, right? We're going to, you, you're living in this home, you're old, you don't want to move. You've got equity in the home. What we can do is arrange for a refinance and then we're going to make your home more livable for you, right? Maybe make it like accessible one, everything on one level, you know, accessible bathrooms, all that stuff. So you, you can continue to live there, but knowingly they will put these people into financial hardships and they're working with these lenders who eventually who eventually acts, own the home because yeah. the, the folks can't keep up with the payments. Yeah. And like, there's a little more to it, but that's sort of the gist of it. And there's been a f- number of those recently. It's all legal, yeah, right? But it's super high interest loans and all this <laughs> stuff. Um, just, just nasty stuff, yeah. right? And well, with both the- of those examples, it's, it's about like we were talking about before, right? It's the heart issue. It's yeah. what are you trying to achieve here? And is it, is it trying to seek and take advantage of somebody for your own gain? Or is it trying to create a scenario where you add value to them and you, uh, you can win as well. And then yeah. you can be a benefit to the community and those around. Right. Yeah. Um, and it, it kind of is our human tendency, I think, to think about short term gains and like yes. try to get the most we can with the least amount of work. We're always looking for that opportunity. It's like, how can I do nothing and get rich? Yeah. <laughs> and that's bad, right? It, it just, it leads down the wrong road. And then the opposite of that is how can I add value that will endure and reap the benefit of that so I can be a benefit to other people. It's, it's just a flip in your thinking and in your position of your heart. I think it, um, it is, it is rewarded in the long term, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you said something earlier that kind of um, piqued something in my mind. Um, talking about working with investors, and so they've got this money. They yeah. have money. They want to invest and do something with it. So they're gonna, you know, invest in real estate. And um, so, and some people will say, "Well, that's wrong because you're getting mortgages." The, the whole argument we um, that we put out already. But if they have money, yeah, is it not wrong? For them to just let that money sit there and be eaten away. Like, I'm not talking about placing all their trust in it, but like if they have that, there's, I think there's a duty to do something with that as opposed to 
So there, you know, on one side, we're talking about participating yeah. in the system, but you're also kind of participating in this corrupt system. If you're letting your wealth, if you have built up wealth yeah. and you just let it sit there and get eaten away um, by inflation. Yeah. So like well, there is almost, an incentive to act. Yeah. It's in almost case. if you're ignorant of it, then, well, yeah, you can't blame them. But if you know about it and you don't act, yeah, you, in a sense, you're squandering what you, what you have, right? Well, yeah. Yeah, with the understanding that this is that is the whole reason God why we don't like that. the situation of the financial system, right? Yeah. Because it, it it forces people to do what we're doing to take risks. Yeah, and like you don't want to have to have to do that, right? Have to have to have to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but the, there is an argument there, right? Yeah. Like if well, that was my comment wrong, earlier what about, about the flip side. Is that wrong? Yeah, that's also wrong to to squander. God's good. Get, if we confess that what we have is not ours, but God's, yeah. then we shouldn't squander it either. Yeah, yeah. N- and if we know what's going on, right? Like, yeah, maybe you give it all to the poor. Yeah. Or maybe you invest it and make more so that it, you can continually give it to the poor. Let it devalue and yeah. come to nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's very important. And I think it's it's obvious, like, with your time, right? A time maybe is a bit of a easier one to understand because, you know, if you just sit around all day... Yeah. God has given you time. He's given you talents, right? If you just sit around, you're squandering it, right? You could just say, well, like, you know, hey, whatever. I just, you know, do I have to work? Well, like, yeah, yeah. the Bible commands us, right? <laughs> so if you kind of play the same, apply the same principle to your money, well, yeah, I just have this money. Like, yeah. well, examine what is the money that you're holding? Is it actually growing in value or losing? Like, okay, would it be prudent to put it to work? Well, um, what, what if you, um, that was, what if you just take your time? And like make podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of windbags. <laughs> well, that was my comment earlier that about how you seen. were talking about whether or not you pay down your house, right? Like we wouldn't buy a house for cash because that's kind of foolish, but, um, cause you would want to use debt to get leverage to benefit, right? And that seems An investment like more property, steward, yeah, yeah. a stewardly thing to do. But, um, the idea of like paying off your house and this is like a target for everybody, right? You want to pay off your house. That that's a trickier one, right? Because to my mind, going back to this thing we were just chatting about, how um, you know, are you squandering? Well, yeah, yeah. If you have all of this equity sitting there, and you know that it's getting devalued, or there's a bigger potential that could come of it, right? Uh, how I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, for I'm me, I'm just primary, looking primary primary residence. Yeah. I can see the, again, well, I've said it, I can see the argument for paying it off. So number one, it's not going to be, if it's real estate yeah, and it's not a total dump <laughs> uh, and presumably if you're living there, you're, you're fixing it up, right? Yeah. You're making it nicer if it's not nice. No, 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 no. When I have kids in the house, it's just getting destroyed. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> you got to build it so they can't destroy yeah. it. Okay. You need like the abuse resistant drywall, yeah, hospital grade stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just make it out of cinder blocks. You want to throw your I was saying to someone the other day, we should just buy jails. Like everybody's <laughs> going to live in these little jail cells. Eventually yeah. you can't damage them. You know, Hey, there you go. No, they'll rust. Who wants to invest um, in jails? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, your primary residence, yeah. I, I can see. So number one, um, it's probably not going to devalue. That's my point. Yeah, yeah. Right. You're not, it's not devaluing. Um, you know, should it be a lot of people will use it for like, this is my retirement thing. Probably not the best plan, but yeah. that's, that's a thing. So that's some equity that's available to you later on, which is constantly growing. Yeah. You're not actively using it to, 
to, to grow your wealth, but whatever. But there's also peace of mind, right? So yeah. there's something to be said for being content. Yeah. It's just and, interesting that a lot of investors, well, pretty much all investors now are starting by pulling capital out of another house, right? Yeah. Often the primary it, right? residence. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree with that. But like at some point, a lot of investors will also be like, you know what? I'm Let's just going to pay, pay off. Yeah. I'm going to pay off my <laughs> primary residence. The yeah. other ones, not so much, but it's just, I think you can, yeah, I don't know. If your mortgage was paid off, if mine was paid off, maybe I'd sleep a little bit better at night just being like, yeah. I don't have to worry about it. That's, that's yeah. fine. And like, yeah. So I think there's something to be said for it. Yeah. There, there's certainly uses for that equity. But, yeah. Well, um, and that is the other thing too, right? Like you can't take it with you. So at the end of the day, you're going to have your mortgage paid off, but you're going to eventually not own that house anymore. Right. Yeah. And you're going to have to either sell it or divest or something. So it's almost, uh, well, it's interesting to think about Well, if we're being stewardly with it, what are ways that we can use it better now? Right. And yeah. That, that always turns around in my mind. Right. Cause yeah, peace of mind is great. It, I think for, uh, for a lot of people, they like to sleep at night, but at the same time, yeah, you're not going to take this with you. So what can you do with it in the meantime? Um, and how can you serve better with what you've been given? Yeah. I don't know. It's not, not necessarily for everyone, but it's something to to think about. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, maybe that means I know people that have increased their mortgage or remortgage just to finance, like building a church or, or, you know, some other cause. So there's, there's different opportunities for sure. Yeah for uh for that uh okay so yeah you gotta get uh, out of here don't you yeah i gotta go i think we've discussed um the ethics of real estate some of them anyways (laughs) so hopefully some food for thought for our listeners and if you have uh, if you disagree email us back and we'll argue against you all right (laughs) this has been the two stewards show where inflation is theft taxation is theft debt is slavery and mortgages are evil okay (laughs) is that our new slogan (laughs) we'll we'll refine that okay so yeah thanks for listening folks and until next time steward your wealth wisely thanks for listening to this episode of the two stewards show if you like my voice better click subscribe and if you like my voice better click share if you like both give us a five-star rating To interact with the show, feel free to reach out at hello at twostewards.ca. We'll see you in the next episode. In the meantime, steward your wealth wisely.